The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Watch it over a beer Cause you ain't nothing but a movie with expensive footage That's the reason they gon' leave you with expensive bullets Ain't none of y'all better than locks Have all of y'all dressed up in a suit dead in a box Me and my niggas get redder than Fox Now I don't care if I love you I still want head in the drop Niggas running around talking that Y2K shit Crackheads is still gon' want that gray shit That's why I'ma always cop the yay quick So I suggest all of y'all stay off J Dick Too hard for MTV Not black enough for BET, just let me be, give me all my royalty money and let me read, and I'ma have O's for six and halves for three, uh, uh-huh. Rough Riders, don't get it twisted y'all, Rough Riders, Everybody and welcome to the Far Center. Um, it's another episode of my show where I talk about um, generally things that uh, have to do with the world that we live in from as centrist a perspective as I can possibly manage. Um, if you haven't listened for a while, let me explain to you what the show is about. Um, Basically, what I like to do is I like to take a political topic and I like to talk about it from, um, you know, as I said, uh, as centrist an opinion as I can. I don't like to take sides too much in terms of, uh, you know, this is right or that's right. This is the this is the accurate thing. This is the inaccurate thing or um, whatever, you know, picking sides is not really my style in terms of am I left or right. Um, and uh, what I want to do is I want to uh 
talk today about something that's pretty important um, in current politics, something that just happened recently in the States, and that was uh, the Supreme Court of the United States overturned um, what was at the time, you know, pretty established law in affirmative action uh, being, you know, a legally allowable uh, process, um, at least within um, colleges. And I'm assuming that at some point, um, something very similar will probably hit their desks regarding hiring practices as well, as the, and they'll probably make a similar ruling there. Um, and so... Let's talk a little bit about what affirmative action, uh, well, was, actually. It isn't anything anymore, but what it was, um, or what the process, I guess, still is, if you want to you call it that, although it's not legal in college application anymore, and will probably soon be technically illegal in hiring processes as well. Um, but the idea is basically this. Um, because... Uh, the history of the United States of America and all countries, you know, also, but this is an American uh, law. Uh, so the history of the United States of America is such that there are a number of groups of people um, who have been marginalized by the society in which they live. So obviously, you know, we can say that uh, black people, for instance, were pretty heavily marginalized in America for a very long time. Native Americans, uh, Mexicans, even, you know, you know, if you look back at the history of America, there's, there have been, you know, plenty of Irish need not apply signs, um, in business windows. So because of this racial inequality, um, affirmative action was essentially, uh, something that, uh, began to be seen as a way to remedy this problem. So uh, colleges and businesses would hire people who were from these minority classes specifically because they were from those minority classes. And not that they would just hire anyone from those minority classes, but if someone you know was applying to college, and even if they have a lower grade than, say, someone who's not from one of these minority classes. Uh, the college will um, admit the minority uh, student uh, as a way to try to balance out the injustices of the past and the injustices of history. Um, that's not everything that goes into uh, affirmative action, but that's essentially the problem that affirmative action was attempting to solve. In America. At the time, was that a good idea? I would argue that at the time it was probably pretty necessary. Uh, and here's why. Um, when a group of people have been, uh, you know, marginalized to the degree that some people had been in the United States up to that point, um, you could quite easily argue that there simply wasn't enough um, understanding about the positives of hiring those people. And so you had lots of companies who maybe otherwise would have hired them, who wouldn't because they simply didn't know um, 
what the possibility was of those people getting jobs and, uh, you know, how reliable and valuable they could be. And I think that it didn't take very long for most companies to see the value in hiring um, and admitting uh, students and workers who were from uh, marginalized communities. I think that um, if you've ever you know, if you've ever been in a situation where you have uh, people around you who are different than you, it's pretty easy to see how valuable they can be. Um, people with a different uh, background, people with a different um, experiences, people with different ideas. We like to have those people around us um, because it helps us grow. And that's something that I think that affirmative action probably did a really good job of. Now, the issue... <laughs> The issue with affirmative action continuing, uh, you know, until 2023 is that at a certain point, this started to negatively impact uh, people of other groups. So um, Asians, for instance, were being admitted at a significantly lower percentage, even with higher uh, grade point averages and even with better entrance exam uh, results. So that um, companies and colleges could hire and admit um, people from marginalized communities. Now, the problem with that is that in attempting to solve the problem of racial inequality, we create more racial inequality. And that's something that's basically untenable um, in the long run. And it's untenable because nothing creates racial problems quite as much as racial inequality. And even if your racial inequality is something that you are saying you're trying to, you know, you're trying to solve a historic, you know, problem, etc. What winds up happening is you just make enemies of the other classes of people, right? So as soon as you start saying, we're going to um, allow for this group of people to do less but get more, you create enemies out of the other class of people. And so that was something that was really, I mean, I mean, really quite unquestionably beginning to happen. Now, I wanted to, um, I wanted to share a few quotes um, from somebody who you might not expect to hear quotes from uh, in an argument as to why affirmative action was a bad thing in 2023 and why it needed to go away. But I'm going to share these these quotes with you anyway, and you tell me what line these quotes should make you fall on, whether or not affirmative action is a good idea. All right, I'm going to I'm going to share these quotes. Quote: The architect when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. End quote. Um, I would argue that this is and was entirely correct. Every person deserves an equal opportunity for success. But I do not believe that we all deserve an equal starting point. And we don't deserve an equal starting point because that doesn't exist in the real world. Um, out in nature and even, I mean, e even in societies which claim to be equalized or have attempted to equally, 
equalize their citizens. There is still inequity, and there will always be inequity. You cannot, you cannot force equity. You you cannot force it. It is not possible. You can force equality, as in equality of opportunity, but you cannot for you cannot enforce equalized outcomes. And here's why, right? Um, Even in hiring practices, you cannot, it is impossible to completely wipe out all of what makes one person more uh, desirable than another person. So even if you have two people who are the exact same race and the exact same age and who were born on the exact same day, one of them is going to look differently than another one. One of them's face is going to be slightly more symmetrical. One of them is going to be slightly more fit. One of them is going to be slightly more charismatic. One of them is going to be slightly more funny, right? And because of these things, those people will have advantages in hiring processes. You cannot eliminate advantages and disadvantages in the in the real world. You can't do it. Um, and when you do attempt to, what happens is instead of raising up those at the lower level, you generally water down the, the overall product. Um, a good example of this is the NBA, right? Um, <laughs> white people make up 70% of uh, the United States of America still. Um, should there be... Should there be uh, a rule in the NBA where 70% of all people in the NBA should be white? Because that would be fair if we're just talking about uh, racial inequality, right? We force every team in the NBA to hire 70% white guys. Well, and what would happen um, in the NBA? The overall product of the NBA would diminish. And I mean it would diminish by a lot. And it would be instantaneous. And I do not believe that in a world where that was the law, where that was the rules, that the NBA would improve significantly. I do not believe that um, white basketball players would become as good as the 13% of basketball players that were black. Um, I don't believe that every NBA team should have to have 7% Asian players. I just, I do not believe that that's a world that we want to live in. I don't think that that's something that would be good for the NBA. I think that the best way to run a basketball team is that you draft and sign the best players available, period. If they can help you win a championship, you hire them. And if they are not good enough to help you win a championship, you do not offer them a contract. That's something that I also believe ought to be a part of the real world. Um, if you don't know uh, who, the, who the original quote was from, that was from Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, King went on to say this, quote, So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I have a dream 
that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. And most importantly, Dr. King said this, quote, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. End quote. <clears throat> now I want you to ask yourselves, considering those thoughts, considering that idea, that a person should be judged on the content of their heart and not the color of their skin. Do you think that it is right or good for hiring practices or college admissions to discriminate against people based on their race? And if you think that they should not, then... What the Supreme Court did was a victory for you. It was definitely a victory for uh, me, and I believe a victory for Dr. King's uh, dream. The truth about affirmative action is that it was an answer to a question in time. At the time that the question was being asked, there needed to be some answer to help um, regulate uh, racial discrimination because it had simply you know, it was simply too overwhelming. But I would argue, and I believe this to be true, I would argue that um, we have taken so many steps as a society. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm not talking as an American, but as a Westerner, um, as a cultural uh, Westerner, I would say that we as a culture in the West, have taken so many strides in the last 60 years um, to eliminate racism to the point where I, and I've said this before, you know, um, my great, great grandparents probably said some really messed up things about people of other races. I never heard them. I never met them, right? My grandparents had already, um, what would you say, evolved socially uh, to the point where I I never heard my grandparents um, say anything bad about somebody else's race. I never heard my grandparents use the N-word. I never heard my grandparents um, talk bad about a whole group of people and think that it was true. My grandparents had, um, they had black friends, you know. Uh, they had black neighbors, and they loved them just the same way that they loved the, you know, their neighbors who were Irish. Um, my my mom told me when I was growing up, and I mean, this is again, this is a progression that we're talking about culturally, right? My mom told me when I was growing up that um, the only thing that mattered about who I wound up marrying was that they loved me and I loved them back did not matter what the color of their skin is. Um, my, my group of friends growing up, there was, uh, two of us were, uh, well, I'm, I'm German and Irish. There was a Frenchman, a Cree and, a, a and a black guy from, from Washington, DC. That was our group of friends. And 
there was never anything in that group of friends where we thought to each other or said to each other that anyone was above or below anyone else about anything. That just wasn't, that was not a part of my upbringing. It was not a part of my life. So we've clearly made a lot of strides in the last 60 years to eliminate racism. And I think that the Supreme Court's recent decision to overturn affirmative action is also an answer to a question in time. And that is, do we still need this anymore? I think that the answer is no. And I could be wrong. And if I am, then that's truly sad. But I do think that at a certain point, a nation needs to be able to move past its bad history. You know, being the grandson of being the grandson of uh, German immigrants, I can tell you that um, a nation needs to be allowed to move past its mistakes. They need to be able to prove to the world that they are better than they were at their worst moments. And I think that that applies to America, and I think that that applies with affirmative action. So, should we continue to force children to be judged by the color of their skin? Or can we finally realize the dream of Dr. King and allow our children to be judged by the content of their hearts and minds? Lowering the bar does not make equal the capability of those who struggle. Rather, struggle against the very word and idea of can't in itself is the answer to struggle. I want to share with you a, a poem that I really like. It is by uh, Albert A. Guest, and it is titled Can't. <clears throat> can't is the worst word that's written or spoken doing more harm here than slander and lies. On it is many a strong spirit broken, and with it many a good purpose dies. It springs from the lips of the thoughtless each morning and robs us of courage we need through the day. It rings in our ears like a timely sent warning and laughs when we falter and fall by the way. Kant is the father of feeble endeavor, the parent of terror and half-hearted work. It weakens the efforts of artisans clever and makes of the toiler an indolent shirk. It poisons the soul of a man with a mission. It stifles in infancy many a plan. It greets honest toiling with open derision and mocks at the hopes and the dreams of a man. Kant is a word none should speak without blushing. To utter it should be a symbol of shame. Ambition and courage it daily is crushing. It blights a man's purpose and shortens his aim. Despise it with all of your hatred of error, refusing it the lodgment it seeks in your brain. Arm against it as a creature of terror, and all that you dream of you someday shall gain. Kant is the word that is foe to ambition, an enemy ambushed to shatter your will. Its prey is forever the man with a mission, and bows but to courage and patience and skill. Hate it with the hatred that's deep and undying, for once it is welcomed, twill break any man. Whatever the goal you are seeking, keep trying, and answer this demon by saying, I can. 
My argument against affirmative action is that the best thing for any group of people who are struggling is to struggle. We cannot grow without struggle. Anyone who's ever um, exercised before realizes that, you know, the way that you grow the muscles in your body is literally to work them to the point where they just where they are destroyed, and then they rebuild themselves stronger. That is what we are doing when we exercise. If you want to grow the muscles of your arm, you literally have to create thousands upon thousands of small tears and breaks in the musculature. And then it regrows stronger and better. We become strong not when others accept less of our achievement, but when we muster our courage, our fortitude, and the characters of our hearts to achieve that which is difficult. I think that this is a good day in the history of America. And I think we're all one step closer. To Dr. King's dream. Thank you. Listen up, you can be anything in the world and God we trust An architect, doctor, maybe an actress But nothing comes easy, it takes much practice Like, I met a woman who's becoming a star She was very beautiful, leaving people in awe Singing songs, Lena Horn, but the younger version Hung with the wrong person, got a stronger that Sniffing up drugs, all in the nose Could've died so young, now looks ugly and old No fun, cause now when she reaches for hugs People hold their breath, cause she smells of corrosion and death Watch the company you keep, and the crowd you bring Cause they came to do drugs, and you came to sing So if you're gonna be the best, I'ma tell you how Put your hand in the air, and take the vow I know I can, I know I can. Be what I wanna be, be, what I wanna be. If, I work hard at it. if I work hard at it I'll be where I wanna be Boys and girls, listen again. This is for grown looking girls who's only 10. The ones who watch videos and do what they see. As cute as can be, up in the club with fake ID. Careful, for you meet a man with HIV. You can host a TV like Oprah Winfrey. Whatever you decide, be careful, some men be rapists. So act your age, don't pretend to be older than you are. Give yourself time to grow. You're thinking he can give you wealth, but so young boys, you can use a lot of help, you know. You're thinking life's all about smoking. Ice. You don't wanna be my agent, can't read and write Begging different women for a place to sleep at night Smart boys turn them in and do whatever they wish If you believe you can achieve, then say it like this I know I can, I know I can. Be, what I be Be what I wanna be If I work hard at it I'll be where I wanna be Now, go Be, be, be 
war we came to this country We were kings and queens, never porch monkeys There was empires in Africa called Kush Timbuktu where every race came to get books To learn from black teachers who taught Greeks and Romans Asian Arabs and gave them gold When gold was converted to money it all changed Money then became empowerment for Europeans The Persian military invaded They heard about the gold, the teachings and everything sacred Africa was almost robbed naked Slavery was money so they began making slave ships Egypt was the place that Alexander the Great went He wasn't shocked that the mountains were black faces Shot up their nose to impose what basically Still goes on today you see If the truth is told The youth can grow They'll learn to survive until they gain control Nobody says you have to be gangsters Read more, learn more, change the globe Ghetto children, do your thing Hold your head up little man, you're a king Young princess, when you get your wedding ring, your man is sing, She's my queen. I know I can be what I wanna be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I wanna be. I know I can be what I wanna be. If I work hard at it, if I work hard. Save the music, y'all. Save the music, y'all. Save the music, y'all. Save the music. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.